panel to make a brief announcement regarding what we hope to do in the coming 10 or 12 sessions that I am able to be with you during the event. As you all know, we believe, we trust, we know that the Quran is the foundation of the way of living, surviving, growing, awakening. We believe that Allah revealed the truth to these great beings, especially starting from the Prophet Ibrahim and culminating with the Prophet Muhammad So this knowledge was revealed by connecting the unseen, the infinite, the truth, the absolute with the seen. So our book, the Quran, is the book of signs, the book of symbols, the book of knowledge, the book of wisdom, relates that which is throughout heavens and earth to that which is earthly as us. So as we have a path, deen means a way of life, a way of living. It's a debt to be paid upon ourselves for our own emancipation, salvation, and freedom, and arrival to that which is always there, which is the original nur of Allah. Nur ala nur. There are infinite levels of light, infinite levels of consciousnesses, infinite ways and means of manifesting them through creations that exist from a tiny cell to the most complex human being. So, since we believe and accept and take it that the Qur'an is the foundation, then we need to not only just read it and recite it and, and re remember it by heart, it's also for us to live by it. For that reason, we need to make it accessible. And that is why, inshallah, for the next 10 to sessions, I'll try to take some of the surahs which are famous in our traditions, such as Surah Al-Qiyamah, Surah Al-Insan, Surah Al-Mulk, Surah Al-Waqi'ah, Qaf, Noon, all of these other early Meccan Surahs. They came in the first few years. Therefore, they were far more to do with truth and haqiqah and patterns and how these amazing energy bands contain everything known and unknown. And therefore, they have been for all humanity a template for how to be aware, how to survive, how to refer to, so that we don't cause ourselves irrevocable damage and stupidity. Today we start with Surah Al-Qiyamah. As you all know, most of our practices in our deen is to remind us to turn away from the destructiveness and the distraction of the senses and the world. It's not to denounce the senses. It is not to denounce the mind. The mind is the means that the ruh, that your soul, connects with the ruh, which is this physical body, which is like a prison, and the ever-present light of Allah. So it is to use discrimination, discernment, and go past it. So during our month of fasting, we have been if you like, more sharpened towards abstentions and restrictions. No, no, no. Abstention from outer 
excess, thoughtless way of eating or drinking. But what about the rest of the world, the rest of the time, the rest of the year, the rest of the month? So that we heighten our awareness. What am I doing? What am I saying? Because provision is not only food for the belly. What about the mind? What about the heart? What about the subtle part in the heart, which is the rule? So these are all levels that we progress by Allah's rahmah according to who you are and according to what extent you have been disciplining yourself in your deen. Until such time, you can't say a thing, do anything, unless you know you are accountable. Therefore, whatever we do, whatever we say, has an impact. Every action has a reaction. We must be aware of that. And we must take permission all the time from Allah Azawajal. That's why we use Bismillah. If it is Bismillah, then you put yourself aside. You have put your ego, your thing aside. And then it's Bismillah. And Bismillah may mean nothing. Don't do anything. Be silent. Or go away. Whatever. It's not always more action, more action. Sometimes more is actually is by doing less. You know. Prophetic teaching is very clear. Do not, you know, put the gems around the neck of a swine. Keep quiet. It's not your business. Allah does it. Bismillah. Start. That's why also I want from amongst us people to experience this involvement with the Quran and using the Quran as a provision. So I asked Ahmed, who's kind enough to read for us, and he will do the same thing every time I am with you until we have at least 10 or 12 of these surahs cover, which I select few words from. Otherwise, the rest you can read and be usually translated, which is not possible, because they gave every translation in a way is trying to make it accessible. It's commentary. You can't translate the Quran. It has to be used in this original Arabic. That's why I will use few words and concentrate on Bismillah. Nay, I swear by the day of resurrection. Nay, I swear by the accusing soul. Now, Qasam is a. It's translated as a swear or no. La, it means no, but actually it's to highlight it. So it's for sure. This is a testimony. This is a sacred, if you like, reminder that there is a. a, a yom in Arabic is translated as day, but it means period, the event the day of resurrection. There are at least 15 other terms in the Quran of the same thing. The day of reckoning, the day of gathering, the day of hash, yawm al-deen. All of these terms are used in the Quran to remind us that there is an event that will take place in the next phase of life. There are three major phases. One, before you knew you were you, you were in the womb, until the memory begins to form, the first two, three years of your life, and then after death, there is another phase. These two phases are preludes to the next. That is why the more we remember the day of reckoning, the more our actions in this life becomes in every way reviewed by the person himself, by you and she. So what am I doing? Is it, is it helpful to me in the long run? Or is it just a short little thing for me now to have a bit more 
pleasure which will also give me displeasure. So and the same thing with nafs al-lawama. Here the word nafs comes. As you know, nafs and its mapping has been very well elaborated in our traditions, especially by the people of Irfan and Tasawwuf and Sufism. And there are hundreds of different ways of looking at the nafs. The most classical is that there are seven layers of the self. The, most, the first layer is nafs al-ammara. It's like a two, three-year-old child. You see there? Whatever you say, say no. I want this. Ammara means it's commanding in its egotistic sense. Then comes the nafs al-lawama, blaming itself every now and then. And then comes the nafs al-mulhama, the inspired. Why not? A bit more free. And then comes nafs al-mutmainna, then comes nafs al-radiyah, nafs al-mardiyah, and then nafs al-kamila, if you like, which is the prophetic example. Complete itself. In what way? Completed meaning in the middle. In this world, but not of this world. <coughs> so Allah here chooses nafs al-lawama to show us, say, how is it you blame yourself? How did that come about? If it is not for the ruh in you, if it is not for the light in you, which is min amr al-rabbi, how is it sometimes you blame yourself? I could have been more generous, or I could have been patient, or I could have been more, if you like, uh, forgiving, or compassionate, or rational. How do you know that? How did that come about? Allah put the seed of that in us. So he says, by that which is in you, every now and then blames you, make you feel guilty. It is because of what I have given you as out of my generosity, which is your ruh. Bismillah. بلا قادرين على أن نسوي بنانا يسأل Think of man that we shall not assemble his bones if ye verily we are able to restore his very fingers نسوي Now here there are two words which are very important One of them is جمعنا Nothing in existence comes about on its own. It must be two. There is jam and there is fart. Before we were created, before existence, before the universe, everything was gathered in singularity. There was only that absolute light. When creation occurs, there is dispersion. So here Allah is reminding us, you think that you will, after you die, that your everything gets dispersed, all of the different parts of the so-called human being go to their different, if you like, disintegration and different functions. Don't you think it can be again returned? Mm. So here, jam and far, the two complement each other. Mm. Jam is gatheredness, far is dispersion. And that's why we love gatheredness. In the family, you like to be gathered. Within your own friends, you like to be gathered. To have a party, you like to be gathered. Because you and I and he and she and everyone remembers the original being togetherness. No separation. But we have been brought into separation in order to yearn for the gathering. We have descended from the garden in order to yearn to return to the garden. The other important word here is banan. Banan is the forefinger. Here the implication is again individuation. Because every uh, fingerprint is different from the other finger. 
the baby is born with almost no fingerprints, and people who become very old also lose their fingerprint. The implication is you lose your ego or identity. The baby has no ego until we build it up. A nice boy, nice girl, this is yours, this is yours, until such time they end up when they are 15, 20, 30, just kicking everybody else in their chin and their face. It's me. Control, control, control. Until when you are a bit wiser, you realize there is one control. And if you allow your controls to be within that, then you have unified your will with Allah's will. Then there will be no regrets. And then you are at all times more and more aware as to the meaning behind form and the essence behind the meaning. Bismillah. But man would fain deny what is before him. And asketh when will be this day of resurrection. But when his sight is confounded, and the moon is eclipsed, and the sun and moon are united. And here I want to illustrate for you how impossible it is to translate. What is, does anybody know what Barq is? What is Barq? It's a root word of lightning. What is Barqiyya in Arabic? Telegraph. Telegraph. It means anything to do with the movement of electrons across or lightning. Barq also means flash of light. Here it says, Faida, when the sight catches that flash of light, it implies the moment of dying. It means it implies it is so powerful that you can't anymore discern. So it gets translated as being when the sight is broken, because you can't see anymore. It, you know, it's because of the intensity of light. Here we are light and shadow. The moment you die is no longer, and that is why so many of the so-called near-death experiences or out-of-body experiences, people say, we saw a light. Mm. And it doesn't matter what it is, but ultimately it comes back to that original light, and from there on, we are lifeless as far as body is concerned. But pure light and purified as far as the ruh is concerned, because the ruh carries on. Khasafa <coughs> is to implode upon itself, to collapse. As you know, we have these three most important entities. We have the sun, which is the source of energy and heat, and every day billions of tons are burnt in order to generate this amazing light, which is filtered and reduced for us to receive it on Earth. And then the other one is the Earth itself, which is like us, and the moon is like what turns around us and reflects the sun, the light of the sun. So these three exemplify really the balance of light and balance of life and the balance of awareness, of awareness, of awareness. Consciousness of things and entities as well as of pure consciousness. And for and when the sun and the moon unite, meaning the whole universe is collapsing and getting back into its original reversal, if you like, of symmetry. It came from that original command and it reaches its maturity 
This time in our life of four and a half billion years, we are almost around the middle path of its return back. Mm. So as, as far as we can discern from whatever we have learned from, if you like, tracing the origin of Earth and so on. So it tells us that this is what will come. Whatever starts will end. There are no less than 40 ayahs about that. Whatever begins will come and end. So, so Allah reminds us in the Quran repeatedly that whatever has an initial beginning will also have a final end. Bismillah. يقول الإنسان يقول الإنسان يومين عين المثر. On that day, man will cry whether to flee. Or on that occasion, day always read the Quran. Whenever you find day, read for it. Period. Because there are several other ayahs to show us that, and a day is with Allah is like a thousand years of what you count. Elsewhere, like fifty thousand years to show us the relativity of time. That sometimes you find, you know, half an hour is like days. Some other time, five minutes, you find it's so heavy, it's like as though, you know, you've, you've exhausted yourself. So time is relative, you see. Okay. Alas, no refuge. Unto thy Lord is recourse of that day. Mustaqar is a very important word from... Iqrar, final resting place. Mustaqar is foundation. So that means the implication is that in this life, the practice that we have, our ibadah, our worship, our deen, our religion, is for us to constantly refer to Allah. So in other words, every instant, every day in our life is an opportunity for us to practice the Yawm Al-Qiyamah. You know, and Allah says in the Quran that's why you have to learn the Quran by Quran what do you know of the day or the period of the deen is it means dozens of such ayahs in the Quran refer back to the higher and then you know whether the lower is alright or not or whether it's going to catch you and destroy you and get you in every way, you know, confused. If you don't know what it means, look at people when they're, they are invested in this gambling thing, casino, called the stock market. You don't know whether they're coming or going. So that's it. You put yourself there. So, la wazar means do not blame anybody else also. It is you. You are experiencing who you've made yourself to be. No blame anybody else. So if you find somebody is content and happy and so on, you know they've been constantly referring to a higher consciousness. And when they're all the time complaining and so on and blaming everybody else, know they are more and more in shaitan's den. People announce themselves. Every atom announces itself. Every tree announces itself. Every scorpion announces itself. Every human being also announces themselves. But you need to have firasa. You need to have insight. How is it you have insight? That's when you have moved more and more from sight to insight. And this is the purpose of this laboratory called the Earth. Hmm. <laughs> 
On that day, man is told the tale of that which he had sent before him and left behind. That means time has stopped. That means you have moved from space and time, this capsule on this earth, into a zone where everything seems straightforward, clear. Past, present, future, all the same. بَلِ الْإِنسَانُ عَلَى نَفْسِهِ بَصِيرًا Oh, but man is telling witness against himself. This is now a statement that connects at all periods of our life. You can within you, because Allah reminded you, said earlier on, he said, what about nafsil lawana? There is something in you that can have basira upon you. You know within yourself you are lying. You know you are lying double. Or you know you are being honest. Or you know you are hesitant. Or you know you are fearful. Or you know you are anxious. Or you know you are insecure. How do you know? Unless within you there is a zone that knows. The more you refer to that zone, the more you are unified with Al-Alam, Al-Alim, Allah Azza wa There is no more to say, what did I say to him? What do you know? You don't need to, you don't need to keep five sets of books as businessmen do. One is for themselves, one is for the partner, one is for the taxman, one is for what <laughs> You are unified. And if you are not unified, how can you ever talk about the one and only? Bismillah. Although he tender his excuses. Hudhur is excuse or blame. Blame. Always, always blame everybody else. I'm all right. Everybody else is wrong, you see. Because everybody wants to play being God, you see. Not realizing that God's light is in you, witnessing you, writing upon you. Yeah. So where do you escape? Where do you run to? It is not that who is, you know, how, what are you going to occupy? You're already occupied by that divine light. Accept that occupation, then you are in Islam. Come to see the blessedness of that path of acceptance, then you have Iman. Iman is certainty, security. That Allah knows, Allah sees. Do what you can in the outer, leave the rest to the controller, maker, the Lord of it all. Bismillah. لا تحرك به لسانك لتعجل به. Stand up tongue here with to hate. You see, this surah, like many other of such surahs, are several different chapters because they didn't come all at the same time either. They were mostly early Meccans, maybe the first four, five years, six years in Mecca. But it, it suddenly talks to the Prophet and then talks to us also as followers of the Prophet. Do not rush with the news or the Quran, you know, because it came to him in one instant. It will come to you at the right time. Don't be afraid. It's in alayna jam'ahu wa Quran. Inna alayna jam'ahu wa Quran. Law upon us rested the putting together thereof and the reading thereof. Fa'idha qa'anahu Quran. And when we read it, follow thou the reading. فَإِذَا قَرَأْنَاهُ And when it is read, when it has come to you to announce it, فَاتَّبِعْ قُرْآنَ Follow what it says. Because it had to be historical over 23 years. Although it was instantaneous on the Laylat al-Qadr. Both at the same time. It is like somebody under an ocean. Suddenly when you open your eyes and you see the horizon, there are forests, there are trees, there are birds, there are this. So you got the whole picture in one go. But to illustrate it, to describe it, you need time. And ideally, as it happened with the Prophet there were 
historical occasions and reasons for most of the ayahs. So it demonstrated the factuality of the truth. So haqiqa and sharia are united. Bismillah. ثُمَّ إِنَّا عَلَيْنَا بَيَانَةً Then low upon us the explanation thereof. كَلَّا بَلْ تُحِبُّونَ الْعَاجِلَةً Nay, but ye do love the feeling now. وَتَذَّرُونَ الْآخِرَةً And neglect the year after. وَتَذَّرُونَ Allah is describing us the human beings, our nature, our human nature, our lower nature. We want it right now. We are impatient. Allah knows that. And that is why He constantly advises us, be patient. And that's one of His names, al-Sabur. And delay that which will come later. That's why we don't want to remember death. You see? And the Prophet has dozens of brilliant descriptions of that remembrance. Hadim al-Ladhat, he calls it, amongst many other descriptions. He said, that will destroy for you running after short-term pleasure. That destroys it because pleasure will have displeasure. It's part of the law of duality. So whenever you remember Akhira, you remember your death. Then you say, never mind, I don't need to postpone it. It doesn't matter. Some other time it will come. Meaning you are seeking the truth and seeking the light of truth in your heart, which is forever postponing the immediate desire for whatever is pleasurable. You see, so that is the meaning of sabr, sabr. Postponing. What is a few hundred years between friends? You know, life began two billion years ago. In its multiplication of cellular and so on was 600 million years ago. And there has been so many extinctions on this earth. At least five times, almost all life has gone. That's why the Prophet also reminds us there were many Adams have come and gone, not necessarily only on this earth, elsewhere, other forms of life. So this, what is a few hundred years, be geologically your time calculation. A few 10,000 years, be patient. So don't ever be in any way disappointed about that we Muslims or Islam is not a function. A few hundred more years, whatever. How do we know what Allah's timing is? Do what you can. Let us between us be joyful in that in our knowledge that Allah is here, Allah is with us. Are you with Him, or are you with your whims and fantasies and thoughts and illusions and lust? Bismillah. That day will face be resplendent. Suddenly, again, it moves to the akhirah, to the yom al Look toward the Lord. And that day will our faces be despondent. Basira means very anxious and taut. You see the businessman's face when the day they have had a bad time, so to speak. Never mind. Thou will know that some great disaster is about to fall on them. Now, it comes back again to this world, the next ayah. Remind us of when we are about to die. Listen to the magnificent reminder. Bismillah. كَلَّا إِذَا بَلَغَتِ التَّرَاقِيهِ 
Nay, but when the life cometh unto the throat. It, when, when the life is about to leave, when the soul is about to leave the body. Because it was a prisoner here for a while, you know, to connect the seen and the unseen, the physical material with the light. Isn't that an ultimate magic? If that is not a miracle, what is a miracle? That this light suddenly connects the stone with the eternal light. Unified. And it is said, where is the wizard? Because we all want to have some sort of a magical wand. So who is your wizard? Who is your, you know, where is he? Because the Ruh is totally loyal to its creator. Because it has accepted, as the Quran says, Allah says, am I not your Lord? So your soul is totally, utterly loyal to the one. It will not put up with outer bankers, other wizards, or nothing exists. That's why when people are near enough to the point of death, they are very easy. You know, because there is nothing more occupying them. They're, they're about to move into another zone. <laughs> and he knows that it is the party. The party, you see, because that person is identified with the body. So his fearful is departing. Whereas if you have practiced, you know, the connectivity with your heart, between head and heart, between self and soul, then you know it is not a, it's a firaq, it is departure from that which it was natural for it to be departed from. It is union rather than departure. Because now it's no longer the illusion that you are this body. Every day is closer to its way of departure. See, because we don't like separation, we don't like dispersion, we like unity, because the soul was originally from the beginning to the end, to its return, ever united. Okay. Ila <laughs> Now, this is another section also. Starts with the, the one which we have just finished with, it says, It's to your Lord that that instant or that period, everybody's returning. No longer you have no will, you have no power. Are you ready to abandon it? Have you practiced enough abandonment of that? Have you practiced your sajda? That you go in it, you may not come out. If you have practiced it genuinely, then this is a completion of the practice. And then it is a joyful day that you are returning from where you have come down. The descent of Adam is the ascent of Adam. Okay. We've come to this world in order to realize the maker of the world. So it's the most joyful news that's no longer having to put up with up and down and shadows and sides and good news, bad news. There is only the light of the Creator by which by whose courtesy and generosity you and I have come about, and by that courtesy we are returned. So what better news than that? Then it's over, this imtihan, this test, this affliction of being on this dunya. Now this is a new, if you like, an additional, a new chapter. But then that person who was a prisoner in this world never ever reminded himself or confirmed the truth but he denied it and always ran away. Now those of you who have a bit of Arabic, you'll be surprised. Then it says, 
And then he goes to his people, arrogantly, haughtily. On the day of reckoning, to his people, what people? What does it mean? It implies seeking his old habits. Here, the meaning of that is what you have put in your mind as being very important. My money, my wealth, my house, my car, my wife. Where is it? Now the voice of truth again comes. Read that again. Repeats it again. Most important for you, awla is awal, is fundamental for you. Nearer unto thee and nearer, again nearer unto thee and nearer. It's nearer. Awla is awal, also it means near. Allah is closer to you than closeness. The light in you, your heart, your soul is closer to you. It's your battery. It is your source of life. There's no distance. But we, if we had not practiced that remembrance and that awareness, then we are in the trouble that is described. أَيَحْسَبُ الْإِنسَانُ Thinketh man that he is not to be left aimless? Was he not a drop of fluid which gushed forth? And then became a clot, then Allah shaped and fashioned. Allah shaped, giving us physical example of how from tiny little thing we grew into this full human being. And made of him a pair. Meaning pluralities. Because Allah says from this one little thing comes out all this amazing complex being and then also two, 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 both male and female genders, complementary, yin-yang, up and down. Man is supposed to be more and more aware of the higher and woman also does her procreation and the two of them complement each other and they want to unify into one because their origin is one and the return is to the one. أَلَيْسَ ذَلِكَ بِقَادِرٍ عَلَىٰ أَنْ يُحْيِيَ الْمَوْطَىٰ Is not he able to, do, to bring the dead to life? That means Allah has reminded us repeatedly, the entire Qur'an is founded on this, that you have come from the nothingness, from the unseen, into life on this earth, in order to complete your knowledge and understanding of light, if you like, in the universe or in cosmos. And then you're returning back to that after death, there will be the day of reckoning, and the day of reckoning also has in it two phases. The first phase, that everything will be brought to destruction, which is the first blow of the trumpet, and the second blow of the trumpet, everything comes back to see itself as it had completed or did not complete itself. The completion of the self is abandonment, honesty, sincerity. There is only one creator. Where did I get it from? There is only that which is based on La ilaha illallah. And the news that has come to us is the echo of that Muhammad Rasulullah.